What's up, guys? I hope you're having a good day, um, and I hope you're ready for this great episode on the 1970s. But uh, I just want to let you know that we are still taking sponsors for the podcast. It is done by an episode-by-episode basis. So if you are a store, a brand, a tailor, or anything that is interested in doing that, um, let us know. We know we do ad reads at the beginning, or at the middle, or at the end, um, mentions in our Instagram stories, um, and links in the show notes and stuff like that. It's all going to be there. Uh, there's a really great PDF that I have created that we can send you. So uh, if you're interested in becoming a sponsor of the podcast, you can send us an email at styleanddirection at gmail.com. Uh, you can send it to us on Instagram. Uh, you can do it to me personally on Instagram or Spencer. There's a lot of ways you can get in contact with us. So if you're interested in that, let us know. So let's get on with the episode and hope you're ready to get groovy with the 70s. guys, welcome to Style Direction, a menswear podcast without the stuffiness. Uh, I am Ethan M. Wong. I'm Spencer DSO. And this is a... Uh, welcome back! I mean, uh, I thank you again for those of you who have contributed to our Patreon. Again, the AMA episode was a lot of fun to do. And there's still a lot more questions. Oh, this yeah. Is, you know, and, and we get them all the time. Um... You know, and it's it's really great. And so far, our Patreon and our Discord has been really well. I mean, there's only a couple people in it at the time of recording. But I can see that's going to be a lot of fun. We've already got some cool inspiration pictures, lots of great shopping links in there. Mm-hmm. So consider joining our Patreon um, to get access to the Discord, extra bonus material and everything like that. And uh, for the month of June, I know this is coming out mid-June, but I'm announcing it on Instagram beforehand, that uh, all of our Patreon contributions will be donated directly to i don't know what the what's the what's the what's an overall term uh, i can call it we're, we're going we're going to be we're going to be donating de- donating it to organizations that are like on the ground we're going to try we're probably going to do local so like los angeles that i think you know i think this is how we worded it and um uh our our, our show notes for the last episode fighting you know police brutality yes um, yep so I mean we we are recording this on the third, uh, and I mean it's yeah it's June third. The country has been there have been yeah nationwide protests every night for like o- over a week at this point. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, People are yeah, being arrested for for protesting. And so uh, that we're all we're so. doing something on the on the on the Twitch as long as. Um, everything you know this is all going on we're going to be collecting donations there this is probably going to be like an ongoing process of how sophisticated this is <laughs> like this yeah. is i mean yeah we we don't have much uh experience in this realm so we're we're trying to figure it out but it's like you know i don't know i i, I think we're both just trying to this feels right like yeah this yeah doing doing our part i mean again it's still quarantine right now i'm uh unable to work officially um, but you know, uh, this is one of the avenues that we just started and it, you know, of course the yeah. timing like is, we, is bad. I mean, we, yeah, it's like again, we, 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 have... we planned this a long time ago and so straight up I mean, like, oh, like, oh, like a couple of months ago, like we've been planning this for a long time. Yeah. Launching a Patreon, making, taking the steps to do it. And, uh, with everything that's going on, it feels, it feels right to, to do basically, you know, the, the most of our efforts right now in quarantine and put them towards something important. Um, yeah. Because again, if you guys are surprised that we're doing this, you guys don't, don't really follow us. It's kind of. I mean, it's uh, like personal... I don't post pol- I don't politics. I don't post politics on Instagram much. But if you want to see my politics, follow me on Twitter. I guess. Yeah, um, and for me, yeah. I post. I don't really use Twitter, but I post my politics on Instagram like all the time. And every once in a while, someone's like, "Whoa, I didn't realize this was a political." I'm like, "Bro, how how have you not like? I don't understand this." You know, it's. I had a guy recently who was like, who messaged me saying, "Like, yeah, I think that you've always been like this." I'm like, "I know," and he was just like, you know, just commending it for, you know, for uh, staying true to it because um, there's a lot of, you know, performative stuff out there. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, I think that's important that we all use our platforms to the best of our ability you know if, you, if you're exactly. able to donate go ahead and donate if you're you know if you have the body and you know to protest which is not made for everybody if you, yeah if you, you got know. a rock and bod yeah <laughs> which our friend young chomsky does <laughs> yeah did you, um, did you see but, he was arrested yesterday and broke out of a police van 
I did not. I didn't know that part of it. But that I was, yeah, he 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 tweeted it. Oh well, I don't. Again, I don't really use my Twitter as much, but I surmise as much that you know he said he was going to go to a sit down thing, and then like five mm-hmm. hours later, it was like the shot of outside of like a police like a police headquarters or something and i'm like okay so i'm assuming he either got out or he had done something so anyway uh that that is the most we're gonna do again you can all of our links will be in the show notes for this one and in the ama episode we're gonna have stuff on our twitch i'm in the show in the description for this episode there's lots of ways to kind of get involved and again you can message me spencer message sound direction Mm -hmm. directly uh for more information on that um I was going to say back to regular scheduled programming, but that's a bad thing to say. But uh, for your menswear uh, uh, content, I guess, uh, today we're going to be talking about the 1970s. Now, if you have watched our stream uh, on Twitch, which there are like 54 or 57 of you guys who are subscribed to our Twitch. Oh, yeah. Since we we recorded last episode, I think I I, I, Babe Ruth called my shot and said that... um, before the next episode is recorded, we may will we will have men uh, we will have made affiliate, uh, and that came true. We are now affiliate. So thanks to yes. everyone who uh, who followed us. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. it's been really fun. The conversations. I mean, we just we had one really deep one about uh, confidence and uh, and mental health uh, when dressing mm-hmm. up, and it was really great. Um, if you guys want to read, I think it should still be available when this when this episode comes out at press time. But uh, but yeah, no, uh, it was one of our. What the heck? Oh, I just got a L.A. Sheriff's Department. Uh, okay, so count curfew has now been moved from t- to 10 p.m. tonight. Okay. So from 9 p.m. It used to, to, to be 10. nine. Yeah. It used to be nine. Yeah. Um, hmm. little little local news in the past for you because again, you're watching this two you're weeks. You're listening to this. You're you're listening to it in the future, yeah. at least compared to when we recorded it. Um, but yeah, if you were watching our streams, which are going to be do every Wednesday and Saturday night so far, uh, one of the topics was 1970s and. It's a really fun thing because it is a style of dress or a decade of, of dress, menswear, whatever you want to call it, vintage style, that has a weird taste in a lot of people's mouths. Yeah. You know? It's it's like, it's definitely something that it's had a reputation for the last, like, couple, I don't know, it's had a reputation for a long time of being this, like, completely... Um, Bad. <laughs> unforgivable decade in terms of aesthetics. Like... When people talk about, like, oh, when was, like, you know, fashion at its worst, there's a lot of people who will point to the 70s. Oh, yeah. I mean, and the, they're, they're not wrong. Like, when you look at, like, the jump, some of the jumpsuit stuff. Um, like, yeah, a lot of the poly, like, the polyester stuff that you would see in, like, ma- like Sears catalogs or whatever. I, I don't know if Sears is the best 1970s <laughs> reference to use. <laughs> but, but, hey, like, they did. They, they, they had They it. did. But it's like, I mean, yeah, you see the magazine, like, illustrations or whatever. And, the, yeah, there's a, a lot of bad stuff that came out of the 70s. Yeah. And, of course, you know, we, all we can remember is Saturday Night Fever. Uh, a mm. lot of the stuff that when people kind of look to the past about, like, a bad mode of dress in, in pop culture, uh, disco and everything, it's it's all there. It's kind of this... this um, this era of just just you know sartorial debauchery i guess you but know? here's the thing that sorry there's a garbage truck going out my door it's garbage day garbage day Sad garbage day um, i remember when i saw that video for the first time i cried laughing like <laughs> it was like the, the best video is garbage do do i i don't know the demographics of our podcast um do, but like do do people still know about garbage day or is that like you had to I, be there kind of thing. I only know it because someone had started a thread in Mabimbam of like the worst uh, or the oh, best line worst line deliveries. And yeah. me and Scott uh, um, were watching it late night and we just went through it. And when we, when we got to garbage day, we were we just put it on repeat because we were, yeah, we were just crying laughing. I was talking um, to like, I was talking to a younger person, a younger person on campus. They were like four years younger than me. I think they were like uh, 18 or 19. Um, and I mentioned like rage comics and they had no idea what that was. Oh my God. Yeah. We're right. Old. We're old as hell. I know. Um, um but what was y- I saying? Oh no, no, no. Okay. Well, here's what I was going to say. It's like people make yeah. fun of like fucking Saturday night fever. You know what? White three piece suit with black shirt. That's sick as hell. That's, that's that cool is <laughs> so cool. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Right. <laughs> it's, and it, you know, it's, it's funny because, you know, the reason why we bring it up, I'm bringing it up today is because I've noticed this kind of trend of, of, 
you know, looking to the past. We've kind of gone, we've gotten through the whole, you know, 60s Mad Men era. We've gotten past the whole Gatsby revival. And now we're starting mm. to get to like the 70s. And it kind of makes sense when you consider everything else going on. I mean, again, this could just be e- classic Ethan extrapolating menswear to being, you know, all encompassing. But I feel like, you know, again, we're entering like, you know, a gritty time of protesting, um, a kind of idealization of like the old New York kind of stuff. Lots of hipster, whatever. There's a lot mm-hmm. of 70s stuff in that, which is, you know, one of the original times where that all happened. And so we're kind of, you know, returning to that, you know, not just in the vibe, but in, in overall aesthetics and everything. Um, but before yeah. we get into that, I just want to talk about, you know, how I became to view the 70s. So uh, as many of you know, Spencer and I got started uh, on a menswear journey with specifically vintage menswear. And mm-hmm. a lot of what we learned was not from Bruce Boyer. It wasn't from reading Alan Flusser or anything. We were, or even... we were, and once again, we're collecting golden era vintage menswear. So yes, like twenties through forties generally. Yes, and and handling that stuff in person and seeing other people was a big way of us learning not just how things look, but like the feeling, the fabric, yeah, uh, how like to differentiate eras and everything stuff like that. Yeah. Exactly, it was the best way. And so, mm-hmm. one of the tips that vintage people taught us was to avoid things from the 70s. And the reason why is because, you know, not just of the polyester, but because of overall aesthetics. Now, in the 70s, it was kind of a revival of the 1930s. It's not an exact, you know, redo, but it had a lot to do with, you know, the, the old swing dance, you know, early swing dancing, jazz, all, like late jazz age era tailoring. It was, when you look at those things in, in, in the golden era, they were... They were aesthetics that were very bold on purpose. They were dramatic, mm-hmm. you know. Very like masculine. Like that's what it was. It was supposed to yes. be very masculine. Yeah, it, you know, it was. You know, it's a meant to like. You know, ideas of masculinity have been changed overall. You know, through each year. And in the '30s um, and early, you know, early '40s or late '20s or whatever, it had this kind of like. You know, it's a little bit feminine, but but mask at the same time. You know, you had like a high waist. Well, you had a kind of a yeah, fitted it's, waist. It's, it's, because we'll it's it's like an art deco like it's an art deco like like atlas like kind of that's what it made you look like like a like a greek god like a yes, very yeah. classical yeah yeah wide shoulders very slim waist with you know strong legs and everything and the way they accomplished that through tailoring was you know extended rope shoulders maybe not as pagoda as like the 70s but you had that nipped waist short jackets you mm-hmm. know like that you know that not not like Tom Brown short, but, you know, like, like yeah. shorter than later. Um, and a high waist that had a very, uh, had a wide leg, but a kind of a, a very small flared, uh, flared design on it. You can see that mm-hmm. in a lot of more youth-centered like, tailoring. Yeah, and especially, like, I mean, what we're talking, it can be, we're not necessarily talking about bell bottoms, although those were, like, also pretty popular in the 30s, um, yeah. again, amongst youth. But it's like, yeah, it's like a very, like a very narrow top block um with like you know wide yeah wide straight legs is generally the look yeah exactly and, and you know and when you compare that to what you see in the 70s the the analogy the analogy is just it's very clear you know even mm-hmm. in the way they illustrated things right i mean that was still oh excuse me take a shot that was still a time when we still had like you know men's illustrations in like the mainstream you know probably the last vestige of that you know you look at the Brooks yeah. brothers or, or ralph lauren and everything like right before and, it got it just got like that was the last time it was like cheaper to make an illustration than it was to take yeah, a photo. Exactly. And so, you know, you see a lot of the similarities, but there's there's a lot of differences too. I mean, again, you got more of a pagoda shoulder where, you know, you get that like uh concave kind of thing. You know, it's mm-hmm. a very strong kind of uh thing to it. Jackets were made longer in the seventies. Yep. Um and you had to because of that they inc- they um, heightened the gorge, which again is the placement of the notch or the peak on a lapel, and then lowered the button stance. You know, it mm-hmm. wasn't, again, it wasn't as low as the 80s, but you had this idea of, like, elongating the torso. You still had a very nipped waist. In, in oh, fact, yeah, and nipped waist and a high vent. Yeah, because <laughs> you know? uh, jackets in the 30s typically would not have vents, but that's okay because they were shorter. But when you have a longer jacket that's really narrow at the waist and, like, a little bit narrow in the hips... If you don't have a vent there, it's like impossible to get anything from your pockets. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. And again, you know, this was you know, I, not everyone was into disco, but it was about you know elongating um, the torso, right? And so that's mm-hmm. why you had you know the high waist wasn't as big as it was in like the fifties, but you still had like a relatively high mid rise to high rise trouser. And because they didn't want to just reproduce the thirties, they made the legs slimmer, 
right? And so you had like mm-hmm. a slim, a slim in the thigh, and then a very, you know, depending on the maker or the brand, a very uh, moderate to exaggerated flare to a no break. Yeah, you know, because it's like, yeah, because it's you know, not everything was like um, was bell bottoms, but a lot of stuff had a very similar fit to like cowboy jeans you find, where like as Ethan was saying, like very tight in the thigh in the seat like pretty small waist and then like a little bit of a boot cut that was like probably the typical that, like that casual was typically what, yeah yeah exactly yeah and again That's like you know you see. you incorporate that into your uh into your tailoring because i mean this was an age of you know you know mid-60s and onward was like an age of of classic uh not the classic a casual style as regular dress you know um, you don't really have that in the past. In fact, in the past, when you look at it, the 30s, it was more that casual clothing took after tailoring. And so now you're mm-hmm. having kind of a reverse on that. And plus, in the 70s, right, it's kind of like a, a, a um, what do you call it, rebellion or a contrast against like the 60s, the Ivy look, where it was kind of, it was very plain. You know, it was straight fit, sacks, sack cut, sack like, jacks. It's you just know? like, you know, the man in the gray flannel suit, like conformity. Exactly. And so and this. And yeah, it was a, rev- it was like a, a quote-unquote fashion revolution it's like okay you know i th- was was it the 70s that was the me generation or was that the 80s i i don't know okay. let's look it up real quick i'm on it i got it the me generation is the baby uh 1970s was dubbed the me decade by writer tom wolf see it's like yeah it's all about individualism like setting yourself exactly apart. Exactly. And so, you know, that that's kind of what the 70s were. So you have all those things. So it's imp- I think it's important for you to first understand it. Like, you know, a lot of vintage people paint it as like, oh, they were just trying to be the 30s. But now looking at it, it was it, it's its own kind of it's its own aesthetic. It's its own take mm-hmm. on things, which, you know, as a guy who now experiments with a bunch of different stuff makes me more open to trying things. Because, again, before, especially if you read the blog when it first started in 2015, it was more about reproducing, doing the exact period accurate stuff. And now it's more like, okay, what do I like? What can I take from these different things? And Which so is what a very I've... 1970s approach to fashion, as we'll get into later. Exactly. And so, you know, now it's like, you know, it's, it's opening myself up to it. And it's, it's really sexy and cool, which, again, is a contrast against, you know, again, the man in the gray flannel suit. It wasn't about being corporate, about being Ivy. It was now like, how do we turn tailoring into this, this sexy expression of, uh, a, a sexy way of, of doing self-expression, you know? Which is why you saw a lot of, you know, rock star celebrities wearing these suits. And the way they did it, mm-hmm. you know, just not, not even like in the cut of the suit, but like how they put those suits on, it didn't look like the old glamour shots of like, you know, from like the 20s to the 60s. It was like these like relaxed dudes you know yeah. showing their and chest I, you know very and i mean there were, like, there were some huge cha- like shirt like slim fit shirts it's like it from what i i mean i maybe i'm wrong on this but i i've like from what Fact i've check seen us. up until up until like the the 70s dress shirts for men were all like very blousey like a lot like there was there was not like an option for like a slim fit dress shirt oh yeah look look at like my my shorts article when guys are wearing like ocbds casually those things are huge as hell yeah, dude there's like a, a exactly. picture of a kid like holding his like his bike and it's like a fucking like a shape on him dude it's crazy yeah like the the 70s is the first time that i see like guys wearing like skin tight skin tight like dress shirts and stuff like that like that yeah, just didn't I mean, you really could, happen before. You could call that, you know, like a sexual revolution too, right? Because like, it's like, you know, you can ex- you can show off your physique now, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't it wasn't something that's hidden under, you know, layers and of three-piece suits or whatever. And like a lot of times it wasn't, you know, it wasn't something that the suit was like building for you as you had in the 30s. But especially yeah. in like the more casual stuff, it was like, yeah, you had to, you kind of had to have it yourself. Yeah, which I mean talking as two guys who are not the sexiest <laughs> guys it might not be the best thing but yeah the attitude is, is really cool and you know that that's why you know when i look at a lot of the inspiration that that brands do today um in in the menswear space a lot of it is pictures of the 70s because they have this way of wearing things that just looks even though it's like bold and crazy it just looks so natural you know like mm-hmm. I, I think that mick jagger is probably like the one of the most reblogged yeah you know, like die workwear like derek has this great article that's like you know wearing wearing the bold shoulder casually or something like that it's all about like you know like tommy nutter and all these 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 new tailors that came into savile row in the 60s and 70s that were inventing these crazy bold outfits 
But like you were saying, the people that wore them, like, you know, the Rolling Stones, like David Bowie, whatever, Elton John, they still looked cool and relaxed when they were wearing these, like, incredibly, like, bold, structured suits. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, that's something that, that, like, to me was, like, a game changer because a lot of people in the menswear space uh, or even just enthusiasts in general have this idea that when you wear something of structure, it should be formal, right? That's why that's why you get a suit. You're trying to hide everything, but mm-hmm. it, clearly in this era, you know, it's it it goes along with my you know with my, I guess the ideals I've I've done since then is that you can wear something, classic menswear tailored whatever, and still have kind of a cavalier attitude toward wearing it because it's just clothes, and that's that's this is kind of where one of the first times where it's been embraced wholeheartedly and and shown on on photographs and illustrations and everything. You know, I think when you look at like the golden era, those guys clearly liked what they were wearing, you know, Mm. but um, a lot of the people that, you know, the photographs you have are kind of like regular dudes who are wearing it slouchy because that's all they had. But now you have like this kind of like breadth of, 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 of boldness where you can embrace it. And I think that's, that's what's so cool. Um, and if you guys haven't, you guys should listen to the Blamo episode with uh, Edward Sexton, where the man himself talks to hmm. Jeremy Kirkland about how he came about and how he split off from Tommy Nutter because Edward Sexton was like, you know what? This is a little too crazy for me, <laughs> you know? And it's kind of funny now because Edward Sexton, who's been on the row for, I don't know how long, like seven, sixty years now, or something. Yeah, crazy. No, that's crazy amount of almost right, sixty now, like years. 50, 50 or fifty 60 years. years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he now I think represents the kind of wild, not really wild, but bold tailoring. You know. Yeah. Uh, and I, I've seen some of it myself, um, worn by some of our friends, our, our colleagues in the industry, and it looks, it looks really cool. And again, I, I still let me just get this out of the way. I still wouldn't wear it myself, but there's always something to learn from, from mm-hmm. looking at them. And um, I think that a lot of people, again, like I said earlier in the pod, a lot of people are kind of taking after that now. I mean, you see one of the newest brands out there, tailoring brands, is Husband's Paris. And they there's, again, another uh, great Blamo episode, or I think maybe it's not Blamo, it could be Handcut Radio, where he talks about this idea and, and the guy behind Too many Husband's, menswear podcasts. There's so many of them, and we're yeah. one of them. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, like the guy behind him is uh, is saying like you know, he's clearly like you know he's like a fifty or sixty year old guy, so his his cultural height was probably in like the seventies, right? And so he was saying that he wanted to make a brand that brought back that old idea of like sexy tailoring, and he you look at his Instagram and he's like done like it looks so cool, like it has like the flash pictures, very like the kind of seventies glamour. Um, film photography kind of snapshot kind of mm-hmm. look and it's like you know strong shouldered suits um with like black chelsea boots and everything and i think that's that's fucking dope you know yeah because you don't and you don't so really see that are there are there so much. i mean we, we we talk about this coming back are there more brands like this popping up or is this well i think it's you know i think a little it's coming up a little bit i mean i remember a couple of times when someone would ask me um, where to get the Edward Sexton look? And be, again, because I'm not, I'm not one of those influencer writers, whatever you want to call. It, that's always on the lookout for like the newest thing. I kind of just let things happen to me, or like you know, I uh, let things happen to me. <laughs> Jesus. That's gonna be a bad yeah. soundbite. Um, well, I, I, I kind of I discover brands on my own organically, and so you know, there was a brand that I think takes after Edward Sexton. It's more of like a kind of like what's that? What's that London brand that's like a, a repro? thing thomas farthing thomas farthing yeah but i think that most brands that do that tend to have like more of like a redo of like 1920s early 30s oh yeah like like way more like you know heritage very old school stuff but the the again the cut is very similar you know so uh these these brands ones i'm naming like husbands um edward sexton are the only ones i can think of that excuse me take another shot guys um that are consciously taking the silhouettes and and styling them in a way that is reminiscent of like the rock and roll sexy era of the mm-hmm. 70s you know um maximilian mog i think again another uh, you know we're in quarantine i was listening to podcasts um but you know he he did an interview with jeremy kirkland and he even said you know he's an interesting guy because when you look at his instagram feed it is a mix of like 40s and 70s and it 
clearly shows and how he styles it. You know, like there uh, there are very similar similarities between the aesthetics. You know, wide peak lapels, wide set buttons. Um, but then he'll wear like you know his trousers may not be as flared, but he'll wear it with like a Chelsea boot, or he'll do it with like a more seventies take on a spear point collar or something mm-hmm. like that. And it that gets that kind of vibe across. Because again, to me, I can see all these things that are um, that are interconnected or exude other eras without being overt. You know, Maximilian Moggs, like our age, he didn't grow up in the 70s, but he clearly likes those things, you know. Yeah. And Alex Fetkovic is also our age, too, uh, which I did not know. Because <laughs> Alex Fetkovic has this kind of vibe where he seems very established. I mean, he's worked with, like, the rake. You know, I just assumed he's, like, an older dude. Um, but, you know, you look at him, and he's always had this kind of, like, love of the 30s but also a love of the 70s or late 60s thing you know there's a great Mm -hmm. image of him wearing like an edward sexton suit with what i think is like a denim um eyelet collar shirt and like a drake's rep tie it's fucking dope as hell yeah and the thing is when you look at all these brands you know the, the reason why it it um i can associate with it is because they're not doing it exactly like the 70s you know they're not wearing like a mustard or a vibrant yellow shirt with like a crazy thick tie you know you're not seeing you know crazy ass pattern jackets and and whatever yeah what i I mean you do say is like so much of like what we consider like classic timeless you know menswear it takes a lot of the same ideas as like some of the more conservative like 70s looks oh yeah like not like the you know like the big bold like plaid stuff but like we have a picture of like David Letterman in the article wearing a gray yep. three-piece um, suit. And it's, you know, like the tie, the shirt, everything. It's like update a couple of the details, like change the like the shape of the collar on the on the shirt, like maybe change the lapels on the jacket. And it's like, yeah, that guy could have gotten everything from like fucking like the armory or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, when you look at all this stuff and it's kind of like you realize people have done a disservice to the era you know Mm. it's it's kind of like how we all hate the night i mean i'm sure that forever we'll hate the 90s but clearly when we look at like what the youth people are wearing like on tiktok or whatever they're pulling stuff from the 90s that looks fucking good you know it's it's just kind of like you know these people are seeing the regular stuff and all we can remember are are the bad all we can remember are the uh the fucking collars with the collar stays uh permanently inside or whatever we're seeing the wide thick uh the wide thick um thick interlined neck neckties you know we're seeing you know exaggerated bell bottoms or or really low button stances or whatever but there's a lot of like regular i mean you know when you look at at 70s ivy it's very close to 60s ivy i mean all you Mm -hmm. gotta do is 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 make the sack jacket longer you widen the lapel a little bit maybe drop the button stance and like that's it you know and you had a a bigger pocket flap that's something bigger pocket i mean that's oh, I, I forgot huge. about that. That's that's yes. not even that's that's not even that notable. It's just like sometimes I I see like a sport coat from the seventies and I look at those flaps. I'm like, damn. Yeah, big and, flaps. You know, t- to go back to as well as like you know when uh, when people in the menswear space will talk about like like bold houndstooth jackets. It's always fun to see the 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 uh, the, <laughs> the lens people have because a lot of people will be like, "Oh, this is very seventies." But to me, as a guy who grew up in the thirties—not in the thirties, but wearing thirties—those <laughs> bold houndsuit stuff are like worn by like Fred Astaire or Jimmy Stewart, you know. But to them, it's like they saw like these, you know, those old conservative pictures of like Ivy dudes in the seventies wearing very similar things, mm-hmm. right? I mean, to some people, a wide lapel is a wide lapel. They don't care. But to me, as a yeah. guy who, you know, categorizes all these eras in, the, in, in my head, it's kind of, it's interesting to see that the, the 70s are what people latch onto. And again, clearly, it's just those those pictures um, that um, that evoke that, you know, that, that like kind of desire to return to like a vintage Cause, style. Because, I, I mean, it, and, it, it makes sense that that's like what people kind of like latch onto is because it's like, you know, the third... As we said before, the 30s just took a lot of the really, like, the, 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 the ideas from, or the 70s took a lot of ideas from 30s menswear and just kind of, like, modernized it a little bit. This yeah. is, like, our more modern version of the 30s, just, like, the way we view the 20s is actually, like, you know, a bastardization of how people in the 50s thought of the 20s. Right, exactly. And yeah. so, you know... Before we get on to more to more stuff, I think it's cool to kind of close the uh, thing on tailoring here. Is um, and by that I mean, 
when you look at these people like Edward Sexton, these guys, husbands who are doing like a modern modern take on like the seventies, they're doing it with with a contemporary sensibility. You know, like they've mm-hmm. they've become smart and like they're not doing like orange suits. You know, they're not doing they're not doing it in polyester, shiny polyester or whatever, with like a lot of uh, uh, swelled edges or like crazy mm-hmm. pick stitching. It's done with you know, at least in this case, like a, a European or an English conservative aesthetic which is why you see um edward sexton himself or alex fetkovich wearing like a navy worsted or like a dark mm. gray pinstripe but with those exaggerated or the 70 70s-esque proportions and it looks more attractive you know i think oh, that's yeah. what's important here is that you know we're not saying that you have to um or that i like all the stuff in the 70s but it's about you know taking those things there's a lot of stuff in the 30s i don't, I don't wear i don't like wearing 30s structured stuff even though i grew up wearing uh, and collecting those stuff. I mean, I always didn't like it. But putting it, you know, in that kind of new era and, and seeing it now without polyester. Cause, but nowadays, I think that menswear doesn't really use polyester as much anymore mm. unless you're into tech wear. That's a wholly different thing. Um, seeing it done in, like, flannels, cottons, uh, you know, not super, you know, super silky uh, wools, but, you know, something with drape in it. It makes the ideas a lot more palatable. Oh, you yeah. Know? Uh, again, doing it in somber colors, solid suits, you know, and not, you know, wide, wild pattern shirts or whatever. And again, in the article, there's a lot of ways people do it now, you know. I think that, that um, wearing it with a tie is still a little too much for me. Um, but, you know, when guys think I think, with, like, I think a, it a turtleneck. Because, well, yeah, because what we've course. talked about, like, the quint- there's, like, a very, like, quintessential, like, 70s conservative look of, like, dark suit with like you know just a plain shirt and um like a a a knit tie or something like that and if done right it's like it's a very simple look and obviously we talk a lot about pattern mixing which we like to do but it's like if you can if you can wear that right it's yeah it looks it looks sick as hell man yeah i mean again i love the pictures of of more of the the rock and roll stuff where they're wearing just a plain or maybe a patterned open shirt and then like the suit i think that looks cool right it's kind of the Mm -hmm. similar it's a similar ideas of why the aloha shirt with tailoring work when you wear an aloha shirt you're not wearing it with checks or pinstripes or i mean you can that's you know expert mode but when people do it they're you know they're wearing it with like solid blue suits white suits and you know that idea of aloha shirts with you know, with stuff, it is a 30s and 40s and 50s thing, but the the way that we think of it today with the rock and roll aesthetic, the very kind of more casual, loose, sexy take is a 70s thing, you mm. know? And so doing it that way is kind of like the way that I do it now, you know? It's um, it's something that I, I've been trying to do a little bit. I mean, there are pictures uh, in the article of, of me pulling more inspiration from the 60s and 70s, and what's cool about it, and I talked about this on the stream too, where... I don't have to buy an entirely new wardrobe for this. Like, because my stuff in my in my wardrobe is very vintage-leaning, it's about exuding the vibes, you know? It's not about having to buy the exact same thing, because otherwise then I'd, I'd be fucking broke or more than I am, right? So, you know, a 40... There's, there's one great example in the thing where I'm wearing a 40s gabardine um, suit that I've taken out the shoulder pads off so it's very slouchy you know it's a very wide leg but you wear that with like a sport shirt and fucking black Chelsea boots and it you know that can make the 70s look especially to like a random person who will never know yeah. right no one's gonna be They'll like hey that's know. a that's a 40 suit you know but like to me it, it, it's really cool because you know seeing the versatility you can get from a classic wardrobe at least with mine is super important because it allows me to try you know experiment a little bit and it's really cool because after i got my chelsea boots i love wearing that's why in the ama when they asked what my three top shoes are i didn't say a black oxford i said a a black chelsea boot because i love the look with jeans and i love the look with tailoring um and of course you know it's kind of harder to do when you have a slim leg so that's why i wear wide legs because wide legs um, they can look really nice and drapey. You know, you wear that with, with loafers, whatever. But with when you wear it with a boot, it heightens the leg. It has a bell-bottom look, even if the leg itself is not flared at all, you know? And I think that, you know, that, that picture I posted on my story, you know, a couple of weeks ago or a month ago, whenever this comes out. But a lot of people were like, whoa, is that a 70s suit? I'm like, no, it's not. It's a 40s suit, you know? Mm-hmm. But I'm just wearing it. I mean, I'm wearing a 40s suit with a 50s shirt, but the whole thing just looks... 70s i think that's it's really cool to do again 
by using more muted stuff. Um, you know, white suits are cool, blue suits are cool, um, but you know, just even a gray suit or a solid suit with the with the vibes, with the aesthetic, with the attitude is a good way of getting those sexy, um, I guess, vibes across. You know, yeah. um, get those sexy vibes. Yeah, exactly. And that's something that's been kind of like, I mean, again, I've been doing it in quarantine. It's still hot here, which works because I don't have to wear a tie. I can just have my shirt unbuttoned. Um, but, you know, it's it's one thing, you know, to kind of see if you're if you're feeling bored, which I, I'm not bored of my wardrobe, but I'm always looking about ways to kind of change it up every once in a while with what I have. I think it's entirely possible to take vibes from the 70s and, and mm-hmm. incorporate them incorporate them there. And especially that look is done best with like T-shirts and, and turtlenecks and everything, too, you know. Um and doing the the runaway collar, even though it is a '30s thing, it's a '70s thing in most people's minds. So yeah, that's and, a yeah, really and it's cool like thing. here's the here's the the as we talked about on stream, like there was a lot of kind of just like innate sprezzatura in like '70s yeah. menswear. Yeah, um, definitely. So it's like the 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 runaway collar that we do is like, I mean, it's like of course there's like the very crisp like disco runaway collar where it's like you know it's it's flattened entirely you know over your suit the uh but a lot of the ways that people did it was they just they just had like one collar out and one collar in the jacket um it's a very it's a very casual very nonchalant way of doing it and i think i think that looks sick as hell exactly exactly um but yeah but now let's move on to the more casual side which i think that spent that you have had a lot of inspiration from because because this is like you know if we look at the, I don't know about, maybe not political, but the, the social background of the 70s, you've got a lot of stuff going on, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you have way more students here, you know, if we're talking about youth, who are not just, you know, the Ivy League, but you've got, like, regular people, right? Yeah. And, and as a result, at least in my understanding of the era, and look at the pictures and everything, um, is that this was a time when, when clothing, not just tailoring, was becoming its own thing of self-expression, but that you were able to kind of combine things in casual wear that may not have been, you know, intended to go together, but people did it anyway. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, and, you know, this is not just about wearing t-shirts, which are usually at this point underwear or novelty wear, right? You know, you got graphic t-shirts, you got like band tees or whatever, but you, people are wearing those as outside clothing. You know, yeah. you had the, the widespread adoption of jeans, you know, way more than in the sixties you had, you know, or fifties or whatever, you know, not just the whole um, James Dean, you know, work wear, or it's like, um, you know, it's like most, peop- most people like after World War II probably had jeans, but it's like, this is what I wear like on the weekend when I'm gardening or like mowing the lawn or like yeah. running a quick errand. But it's, yeah, it was, it, and, and then it, you know, you didn't wear them out if you were an adult. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So th- th- that's what's super cool. You know, you have like, you look at all like the hippies and the protesters wearing like fucking military jackets and stuff. You see them wearing overalls and leather jackets. There's just so much there that... Today, we, I mean, I'm not saying we take it for granted, but like a lot of people's ideas of combining non-traditional things, you know, uh, it, it came from the 70s. And, mm-hmm. and you see that in just how, again, the, the inherent sprezzatura of the people in the era. You know, back, you know, back then there wasn't a fa- menswear blog. There wasn't Instagram. People were doing it because they fucking liked it. They wore, yeah. you know, fucking chore coats with, uh, with ties or whatever. You saw them wearing uh, leather tennis shoes with trousers, Right. There, there's like, an ad I think I have there where it's like, you know, made for made for working out and for hiking. It's a guy wearing fucking chinos with it. You know, it's fucking crazy. But they, it was an era where that was commonplace. Because people people would just like, I don't know, people understood. I'm not saying that people don't understand it now, but I think there was in terms in terms of people who are interested in fashion, there was a better understanding that clothes function as a utility item. Or that they yeah. should function as a utility item, so it yep. wasn't it wasn't people being like it's like okay what's like, you know it 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 was it was just a different understanding of clothes. People were more willing just like you know live in them, um, and it was just a case of like okay you know I'm going uh, I'm gonna be out for a while today. I need something that has a lot of pockets. I'll get this like workwear jacket or this military jacket because I can get it for very cheap and it has a lot of pockets and it's going to last me a long time. It's yeah. just, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. That uh, I think the, I think I told a story before too where, you know, this is not a 70s way of the thing, but but um I was at Dapper Day 
right, with uh, with my friend Philom the first ones. And I saw a dude wearing like a 1930s belt back. And we talked to him, he became a good friend of ours. Um, we haven't really talked to him in a while because he's a vintage guy and so we haven't, you know, interests change or whatever. But while we were at Dapper Day, he was wearing a Palm Beach jacket and in his pockets was like a fucking newspaper, a book, like his glasses case. And I thought it was super cool that this guy was putting, like using his fucking sport coat as a utility thing. I mean, it's, it's a no-brainer. But like to, mm-hmm. to people who, you know... There's plenty of articles and, and YouTubers out there that say, oh, don't even sew, uh, unsew your suit pockets because uh, if you put stuff in there, it's going to ruin the lines of the jacket. You know, that's not what it's for. But clearly, when you look at these pictures, you know, not just in the 70s, but all around, people did that, you know, and that's kind of like the vibe that casual wear has. It was, you know, like Smith said, it was it was utilitarian. And again, yeah. the way they carried it just makes it look stylish inherently. And we have that idea now, you know, I mean, now again, it's, it's a bit more performative. It's more for like, Oh, check it out. I'm wearing a trucker jacket with my suit trousers. Yeah, that's cool. But back then, you know, people just wore a trucker jacket cause that's what they had. And they wore you know, it with like, like trousers or whatever. Like, you like, like, like you were saying earlier, people wore clothes just because they liked them. Like people, I mean, it's like, it was part of it, but you, the, the count, the, the, the counterculture youth wasn't wearing these wild outfits because it's like, what's the craziest thing I could put on today? It was just like what they had, or at least again, that's at least, that's the vibe. Right. Like and I, I, I yeah. mentioned, I mentioned this on stream, but um, I'm reading this, I'm reading Thomas Pynchon's Inherent Vice right now, because I've seen yep. the movie a ton. I've never, I've never read the book. Um, and Thomas Pynchon goes into detail in some of the outfits and it's, yeah, like the stuff he describes, like one, the example that I brought up, um, was one of the characters is wearing like hickory stripe overalls with like a rayon pink shirt from the fifties. And it's just like, that's, you know, the, the, the book calls about for an ugly outfit, but I think that, um, that kind of nonchalance and like picking everything just like that, that's what makes it cool. Yeah. And I get it also in this in this era, you know, you're having the rise of like designers and everything. And one way to kind of, you know, again, be countercultural to that idea of designers and and brands was to just fucking wear whatever, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a it's a rejection of of of, uh, of capitalism, of, of, of like trends and everything. And so, you know, that's why you had, you know, you had people wearing like military jackets over other stuff. Right. It was just. Whatever you had at the time, whatever would fit the function, you kind of just do it together. And that is something um, that people do today that may not be recognized as like a very 70s thing. Because you don't don't really have that in other eras. You had very specific items for specific things, you know. Yeah, it's Um, like you had like, you know, back back earlier in the 70s, you had you had like sportswear that was specifically for sports. Like, you know, military jackets you didn't wear unless you were, like, a vet or, you know, again, I guess just shopping at, um, at, yeah. at, at surplus stores. But, yeah, right. it's, it's just I different. mean, yeah. You see, you see pictures of, like, Andy Warhol wearing, like, sport coat and, and, a, and then jeans, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's something that was unprecedented. I mean, before people did it, like, in, like, Dust Bowl stuff because all they had was, you know, denim work pants, and then you'd wear it with, like, a sport because that's, like, you know, maybe the only thing that they brought with them, right? But then here you have it as, like, a kind of a conscious choice. Um, again, well, you know, I'm sure Andy Warhol was doing it to be subversive because, you know, artists mm-hmm. or whatever. But then again, that idea of, of mixing things that don't traditionally go together was is very important and very cool for self-expression that we do today. You know, the idea of wearing, like, a tweed jacket and jeans is a very 70s thing, you know? Um yeah. And again, you know, a lot of a lot of like the more rugged style, not just in casual wear, uh, but in tailoring too. you know, like corduroy suits with like chambray shirts. That's a 70s thing, you know. Um, But, you know, to go back to the casual stuff, um, a lot of workwear inspiration uh, today and the styling of it it comes from the 70s. You know, like Mm -hmm. these guys wearing fucking like vintage, uh, like, like, you know, hoodies with jeans and sneakers. That's a 70s thing. You know, back then, you you know, in the pictures of, of my hoodie article, when you saw people wearing hoodies, it was with mainly with athletic wear, right? You didn't that concept of of introducing straight athletic wear into regular style was not a thing, or not at least not a wide thing until much later. Um, you know, wearing like puffer jackets or p- puffer vests with stuff, you know, that's that's a kind of a '70s move. So when you look at like you know, Newton Street Vintage, or even how Bryceland's does it, or a lot of Japanese stuff do it. It's a very even though they're wearing 40s, 30s 
style stuff, it's because in the 70s, that was what, what was like surplus or that, that's mm-hmm. what, what people were finding in thrift stores or secondhand or what their parents handed down to them, you know? Exactly. So combining it in that way is, 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 is super fascinating. And again, has like, you know, kind of uh, uh, inspired the way Spencer, I mean, I'm sure how Spencer dresses and the way that I dress too, as I, as I, you know, continually find my dress down style, my casual style, non-sartorial, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Um, but yeah, so Spencer, how do, how do you filter your, like, you know, how do you think about things, combining things nowadays? Because again, like, you know, you, you've tucked in like a chore coat into like, I mean, as like I, a shirt I, into your pants I, I too, like, right? Like there's I a lot like of stuff. I like wearing like all my influences together. Um, yeah. So I, I like, I like outfits that combine like Ivy and workwear and military surplus. Um you know, I, I don't know. I, it, it's, I, I try to just do it the same way that like with that same kind of nonchalant attitude. So say, say there's a day where we're stuck in quarantine and I'm not doing much. Maybe I'm just wearing, like I said, in the, in the last, the AMA episode, maybe I'm just wearing like a big Oxford or something, but then I want to go for a walk and it's a little bit chilly. So I'll like throw on like, you know, like I'll throw on like a light jacket for pockets uh, like a military jacket and then a barber and you know it's like it ends up being a cool outfit but it wasn't something that i spent a whole lot of time planning and thinking about it was just like what is gonna you know what's gonna get me through this through this walk in the rain yeah and then that's that's something that we we all hope that you guys think about as well you know like at the end of the day it's, it's fucking clothes you know put on what you like and put on what will fit your needs for that day you know mm-hmm. um but uh, what about like the whole fashion? What, what do you think is a fascination with like Western wear of this era? Because I mean, you got like I mean, the big belt buckles, like the the denim, everything. I I, I didn't write about because I didn't know how to address that. I just noticed well, that it was there. But so it's know. like I don't I don't really I I don't really know the the cultural reason. But I mean I well I think I do. It's just because like Western stuff. Cowboys are cool. Like, it's yeah. It's just part of the American mythos, and it was like huge in the it was huge in the fifties. Like, oh, know, that's fucking, right. Yep, it was huge in the fifties. <laughs> Roy were still, Rogers. Were, I mean, there were still like you know Western TV shows on every network all through the sixties and early seventies, like fucking yeah. like you know Gunsmoke, whatever. What other Western? I don't watch much old TV. Sorry. What's the uh, what's the what's point. the uh, thing that in the beginning of uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? The whole uh, oh yeah, Bounty Law. <laughs> Bounty Law. Oh, yeah. yeah. Also, it, by the way, like a lot of the stuff from that, like, you know, it's fun to see when you look at those things. It's like how the 70s saw Western wear. You know, it's not period accurate, right? It's like you're watching mm-hmm. a very stylized version. You yeah, know, no, that's what, that's what Once that. Upon a Time in Hollywood gets right. They do yeah. period, period costuming. Like sometimes you'll see like a movie within a movie and say it's like, OK, so this is like a movie set in the 80s and they're making a movie set in like 19, you know, 35 or whatever. I can't think of a specific example of a movie that has that exact exact plot line, but you know, yeah. typically you'd see um, when they do the costuming for the movie within the movie, they just do like '30s period costuming, not how a designer would design it in the '80s. Right. Exactly. So it's like, yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood does great, like '60s does 1860s stuff. But I mean, I think yeah. the reason that people liked cowboys, I don't know, it was just like. Like, it was just men, it's like a very masculine American thing. And yep. um, men were I mean, just Ralph Lauren, and... right? Ralph Lauren is probably a great example of bringing that, like, that style into the regular world, right? I mean, also overall, too, right? He kind of, according to the documentary, according to, like, you know, the time timeline mm-hmm. of when he introduced his looks, it's like he was at the forefront of, like, you know, not, not just the tailoring side of, like, the long vented jacket very 30s redo but also like the rise of like western stuff in yeah so it's like it's it's super easy if you want to put together like a very you know a very masculine traditional outfit just if you throw on like a fucking like western shirt or cowboy boots your people are going to have this image in their head about like you know this very romantic image in your head like that or in their head that it's uh is associated with those pieces yeah yeah Mm -hmm. exactly you know, and I think when I, whenever I look at these pictures, it's like, um, whenever people like, you know, do like the whole, like the lumberjack look is kind of seventies to me, you know, it's not, it's not as fifties as forties or, or as forties people make it out to be. I think it's a very seventies mm-hmm. does 
40s you know very yeah. like you know cons- conservative 70s if we want to call it that way you know where it's not super wild but you know that idea of like the work boot with like the slim salvage jean that's kind of a 70s kind of take mm-hmm. on it you know um i mean the way i do it now is kind of similar to spencer i mean mine's a bit more dressy because again i'm more i'm more of a tailored enthusiast or and i also like minimal flowy japanese style but i do like you know gradually getting the idea of like you know denim on denim with a pair of boots you know i have now a um a western belt that i got on ebay for like 30 bucks mm. it's fucking dope you know it's it's really cool and and wearing it you know that with like a leather jacket um chelsea boots you know is is just it's so cool you know i yeah. think there are two ways to do casual for 70s there's that kind of like you know the slick slps kind of thing where you wear it's like rocker, but not with a suit. Uh, I think my friend Warp does it uh, really well. I linked those pictures in there where he wears like a leather jacket, button up shirt with like the runaway collar with like slim black or slim, you know, salvage or blue jeans with Chelsea boots. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great way of getting that 70s vibe across. And then there's the other way of like, you know, the more crazy rugged Ivy that you want to do it, right? Like M65 over a fucking turtleneck and jeans and boots yeah. or, or like layering on vests on vests or something <laughs> over shirts. Um, and one thing, because as, as we approach almost the end of this, one re- one way to kind of get it across really well is to have facial hair and yeah. crazy regular hair. You know? No, exactly. Like facial hair is accessory. Um, and this is something I was thinking about doing. Once again, this is, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. this is something that we're recording in the age of COVID, uh, which means every time uh, I go outside, I have to wear a mask. And as someone who sports a full beard, um, I have to keep it very short uh, in order to be comfortable with the mask. So I thought about like going with like just a mustache or like some <laughs> like or like, I don't know, like mutton chops but i was like okay how do i do mutton chops not in like a like a 19th century dandy way but like a cool like 70s doc sportello yeah doc sportello but then i realized if i did that like i would probably end up just looking like Ehrlich from silicon valley so i do not i'm not currently sporting any wild facial hair i think yeah wild facial hair is pretty difficult to pull off I mean, because nowadays, wild facial hair or, like, long beards is a bit more of, like, a lumbersexual uh, yeah. 2010s like, kind of manly man kind like of thing. Like, one LRG on, on Instagram, he has, like, I think he shaved it so it can fit into a mask. But he, he was rocking some great mutton chops. Now he's rocking a great stash. Yeah. But that's, like, one yeah. example of it's a little bit harder. I think, you know, doing a beard is, is fun. But I, you know, if you're, if you're uh, you know... I have a beard now uh, for the mm-hmm. past year or a little over a year and my hair is long, you know, and I think that that, you know, a lot of people I think today do it more of like a, uh, of uh, like a nineties thing, especially the youth, right. The whole middle part kind of thing. But the the vibe I always want to do is like, like the late sixties, early seventies, kind of like mm-hmm. artist look, which, you know, it, it, it it's what appeals to me. Again, when you look at the air of those times, you have, you know, pictures of like David Hockney looking kind of, I mean, he doesn't have a beard or a crazy hair, but like, the kind of disheveled look to it that's just super cool. I mean, also, yeah, in general, David Hockney is a good example of, like, combining stuff from Americana or Ivy, oh, Trad, yeah. whatever, and making it work in a very slouchy, sprezzatura, uh, a vibe, you know, that, that's different than, you know, I don't know, looking at, like, a composer from the 20s. It's a very mm-hmm. different type of look, you know. Um, yeah. And it's great. But yeah, because, it definitely like, helps talking, if you do we, that. We've been talking about like wild looks all day, but it's like g- going going back to the more casual stuff. Like, you know, in here we have pictures of Robert De Niro and Taxi Driver. His outfits in there are all still pretty simple and like very wearable. Like, he, yeah. he's just got like Western sawtooths with like jeans and like a tanker jacket. Like that's that would that still looks great. Yep. Yeah. I mean. Again, it just it depends on how you guys look at the stuff. And my point with with sharing this and writing the whole article is that it's it's kind of like my journey of of learning that you can take inspiration from anywhere. And I I think that's been mm-hmm. like a theme across of every podcast episode, every interview we do, or whatever, uh, every blog post, every outfit we wear. But with the seventies, it's it's definitely an era that people are very averse to. And it, I mean, it's like people it, have strong some... opinions about it. It's yeah, and they're not they're not uh, wrong. You know. They're not wrong, but like, you know, <laughs> being in an era now where we have the ability to pick and choose what vintage we wear, the materials, if we're going to make it new, um, it's it provides you with a better 
basis of doing and doing the look and being inspired. You know, I'm not going to say that to wear like a like a seventies um, polyester suit, but if you wear like a gabardine twill suit where it the smoothness of gabardine or a twill, or even you know if you want to go like with a straight worsted, it can exude the smoothness of a polyester suit. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, Instead of doing like a poly cotton blend sawtooth, you could get a denim sawtooth and get more of a rugged uh, feel to it, and yeah. it'll feel better and it'll look better. And you can yeah, still wear, like, you know, wear that with jeans and they'll still look kind of seventies or whatever, you know. And then like Bryceland's, uh, I don't know if they're still making them, but they were making those Madras um, uh, sawtooth shirts, which oh yeah, I mean, the first that was the first time I've seen like those outside of like vintage stuff. And I, I'm wearing, I mean, I'm wearing one right now. I wear this shirt all the time because it's, like, so lightweight, so comfortable. And I, I just love the pattern on it. But, like, our friend Andy just got a couple of uh, true vintage 70s sawtooths. Um, and he's been good, can get some great wear out of those. Yeah. And, of course, you can wear those with, like, you know, tailing if you want to. Wear them with, like, a knit yeah. tie. That's fucking cool as hell. You know? And it's, like, it's less um, rugged than the denim one. Like, it, it could just be, oh, look, this guy's wearing a plaid shirt. Wait a minute. Are those pearl snaps? That's what people always say when they see you. Yeah, and 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 they will. You can you can hold us to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's been kind of fun to kind of you know, I've been doing it for a little bit. Of course, Spencer's been doing it for a, lo- a longer time than I have. But being able to write out the whole thing. If you guys, please read the essay on the blog because I it's like eight thousand words. Um, mm. but it's you know it's a good it's a good uh, it's a good written uh thing i guess i can't think of the word but you know a good written thing of of how i approach this and how i've incorporated it because it's kind of you know i always like to think of myself as like proof that you can wear weird things mm. i've talked about that on the stream the or 70s whatever. taught me it was okay to be weird yeah it's kind of it's pretty good um <laughs> but i mean that, that that's kind of the whole the whole point um and again like you know looking back over it it's kind of like wow a lot of the choices that we do you know not just you know short coats casually with tailoring or something but like you know like the turtleneck base layer all 70s kind of stuff you know Mm -hmm. the 70s brought back a lot of weird combinations that might have been referenced um back in the 30s 20s 40s whatever but in a new way that even that made it even more disheveled more accessible more spreads more natural and I mean, hey, I'm all for that because that's that's basically the whole idea of the blog, right? Yeah. You know, um, and of course, you know, with tailoring too, right? It's a it's a it's a good return. Like, you know, if you're if you don't like the way I do, like slouchy, natural shoulders, whatever, it's a good way to be sexy with tailoring. You know, I don't. I think mm-hmm. I think if you wanted to do that whole the whole look, I think that wearing a suit like H and M Tom Brown looks super skinny. It's not really cool, but with the seventies, you know, slight flare, draped chest, but like you know, still cut close a little bit. That's sexy, you know. It's like yeah. it's a different, it's an elegant sexy. It's a it's an old school sexy, and I you know I I love doing. It. I mean, there's a lot of great pictures of me doing it there. I'm I'm sure, um, it's a good way to look formal in like warm weather as well, mm-hmm. you know, because again, you're probably not wearing a tie, um, and so yeah, I mean. Keep keep an eye out because I feel like I'm going to be doing it more. Hopefully, when we're out of quarantine or going to events again, because unfortunately some places have closed or there might you know a lot of events have been canceled. But you know, I'm sure you guys will see me and Spencer doing these looks from now until we die. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna and we're you, gonna hold yeah. ourselves to that too. Yeah, yeah. On our deathbed, we're gonna we're gonna. Yeah. You can tell us if we held up our side of the our side of the deal, and uh-huh. if you. Uh, if we didn't, you can pull the trigger. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's right. We're inviting you, the fans, to kill us. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But, uh, but yeah, I think that, that'll do it for that. I mean, again, uh, read the article. There's a lot of great stuff in there. Hopefully, you guys have gained inspiration. I mean, also, if you, if, even if you don't read it, there's a lot of great pictures that Spencer and I have found um, that are, you know, just super great. I mean, just aesthetics and vibe if we had a tumblr we would put those on tumblr even though that's where we got them originally (laughs) for a lot of these things you know and uh, a lot again a lot of places use that as inspiration i mean you look at like growing blazers every time they post like a picture of a guy wearing a suit it's like very 70s yeah a little bit of 80s but hey we're not 
we haven't embraced the 80s yet. Uh, maybe in a couple of years, if we do that, there'll be another episode talking about that. You know? Hell yeah. Heck yeah. Um, well, fun. yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I mean, I'm, I'm a Christian. <laughs> I, I've, I've never sworn in my life. So. <laughs> you can hold me to that one, too. Yeah, kill him um, if he swears. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> pull the pull the trigger. Um, but um, but yeah, uh, I think that'll do it for this episode. Again, join us on our Twitch stream, um, Style and Direction on Twitch or twitch.tv slash Style and Direction. There's links fucking everywhere. Um, you guys can watch the stream on um, Wednesday on Saturday at eight p.m. Uh, any donations we get during that time indefinitely. I don't know when we're gonna stop it. Um, probably not soon but you know if we get donations at that time we will donate those directly to um the the protest funds and everything the memorial funds and everything like that yeah we're gonna we're um, gonna try to like we're gonna be transparent about this um yes don't we're so it's like even though you at least for the time being you might be donating just one to one of our like personal venmos we promise that we are not keeping the money for ourselves we will like post receipts or whatever Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and if you do it, you know, if you decide to Venmo it, put, put a little thing of like, you know, this is for that, you know, just so yeah, we know just, or whatever. Yeah, we're, we're, we're trying to do what good we can with, you know, whatever. With the platform our, that we have. Exactly. Yeah. Like, we're lucky and, enough to have a couple thousand people who think that we're worth, worth listening to. And if some of them were able to give to a good cause, you know, I'd feel pretty good about that. Yeah. Okay. You know, there's, that's, that's why we, we do what we do and also mm. to help you get dressed. No, not get dressed, but to think about dressing up differently. Yeah. Um, again, uh, for this month of June, our Patreon, uh, we're going to be donating the proceeds completely. Whatever we get from Patreon after the whole transaction thing, whatever comes out of it, um, that will be also be going to the to the same funds and everything like that. Um, and, you know, if we can't sell you on the Patreon, it's really great. I mean, people are in it already. Shopping links are good. Yeah, the Discord's um, popping off. We've, uh, we, yeah, once, as, going... as always, whenever we're, we use the Discord to record the episodes to do Twitch. And since, you know, we people have been talking since we've been recording. Yeah, uh, exactly. We haven't been talking back since we, since again, we're recording, but right now. Seen, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thing, thing, we, 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 you know, it's a small, small discord so far, but uh, it's, it's looking like it might be an active one. Yes. Yes. And that is important again, you know, because if we can entice you to join that, that way we can donate what you give to us to those things. That'd be really great. And there's going to be, you know, bonus content. We got a, we're going to be doing a bonus episode, which uh, we won't tell you about because it's bonus and you'll get it if you go on the Patreon. Oh, but also here's the thing. If you are a patron, you can, um, we're going to, we'll have like polls. Like, what do you want us to talk about? Stuff like that. That's, that's, that's right. Suggestions. Yeah. So uh, if there's something you really want us to talk about, um, hey, there's a way. That's that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we also have a YouTube channel, which we're uploading the highlights. You know, if in case you don't, if you miss all the cool tw- stuff happening live on Twitch, uh, it'll be all beyond there. Um, as well as old episodes, which old episodes yeah. uh, of you know, just so you can have them on your computer if you don't want to have SoundCloud open or whatever. Um, and then yeah, follow us on Instagram at Style Direction, all spelled out. I am Ethan M Wong. I'm Spencer DSO. Uh, this podcast is produced by MJ and Matt. Big thanks to them, and big thanks to Seth Peterson, who is a Sadcast fanatic. That is our top tier. Thank you for being our top level. Uh, patron uh, we really appreciate that if you guys want to be mentioned at the end of every one of our episodes you can donate you can uh, become a patron at the top level it's just the same thing uh, you get the same benefits as the other as the other patrons except that we mentioned your name and uh, yeah. it really helps a lot again well this one for this month you know it's not going to go back to the podcast it's going straight to you know the the uh, the organization that we're going to give to but but thank you again yeah. Seth really cool um yeah and our he's, pa- in the, our he's in the discord so yeah he's yeah he's, he's in the discord right now our patreon is going to be like like with everything it's going to be um evolving uh yep. so we're going to so it's like we're right now we have just like you know um a, a bonus ama episode some movie reviews but we might be coming out with some more special stuff once we figure out what to do and how to do it <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. It's it's a fun journey, and we you know we hope that you're here with us. And again, if even if you're not a Patreon, you're still gonna get these episodes every two weeks. So yeah, it'll be it'll be great. Um, anyway, thanks for listening, and we'll see you 
in the next one. Uh, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, we're stop recording. Mm-hmm.